Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Fam Radio. Tonight we have on the line Willie Moses, the fabulous Willie Moses. How are you doing this evening? Is he there? Yes, I'm here. I can be fading in and out. Oh, can you hear me? You hear me better now? Uh, yes, I can hear you better now. So, all right, let's get right into it. If uh, y'all didn't know, this is the trainer of Chico Stevenson, the uh, U.S. Silver Olympic medalist. Chico just got finished his first professional fight April 22nd, which he won, which he had to stop it, uh, technical decision, I think it was. So we're going to jump right into the questions and everything right now about that. Welcome to the show. This is Sam TV Radio. And first question for you, mm-hmm. that that first experience with you being with Shakur and him, not not even the, let's just say the on your way to the gym, I mean to the arena for the event, how did you feel knowing like today? has finally come. Like, everything y'all work for is finally here. Well, it was kind of a eerie feeling knowing that, you know, this is being his first professional fight. But other than that, it was just like any other fight, you know. I have the same intensity before the fight when he fights, and uh, we're locked in and just ready to stick to the game plan. Did did was uh was was on your way to the fight was was anyone nervous was anyone uh had any any like nervousness in them any type of them feeling? Well, you know, after the the weigh in, you know, it got kind of emotional at the weigh in and the, the, the stare down, and uh, Shakur got a little upset. So Shakur said, "Pop up, I'm really gonna." take it to this guy so he was really eager to fight you know after that you know you know I guess he got thought he can intimidate Shakur but he wasn't intimidated so Shakur really came out to really do his thing against him and for everyone that didn't see you could go to YouTube and see the actual way and they got footage up there where they had a face-to-face confrontation before uh before the fight during the weigh-in uh mm-hmm. Doing that weigh in, you was there doing that weigh in right there, right? Yes. Uh, Shakur, Shakur, everybody knows Shakur for a smile. Doing the weigh in, it, it was kind of hard for him not to smile doing that weigh in. Uh, what do you think about Shakur smiling doing the weigh in? Well, he always smiles. Well, he always smiles. That's his personality. And uh, what happened? At the way in, the guy said to Shakur that tomorrow he won't be smiling as Shakur was turning to leave. And uh, that really kind of ticked Shakur off, you know. And after that, Shakur got in full fight mode, you know. It was just like any other time. But he had a little little edge on his shoulder because the guy really motivated him. And other than that, he was ready to go. He couldn't wait to fight. During 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 the fight, uh, how was it jumping in the rain the first time? Was it, I mean, 
after the bell, after the first round, and you jumping in the ring, did did it just seem like it's just another fight, or was it, or did he did he seem like he was calm, or or was he fighting his regular fight from the start of the fight? Well, like I said, he was real excited about the fight, you know, and um, he was really intense. And we, you know, we were watching film on the guy, so we put a game plan together. We knew the guy was going to be using his head. As a matter of fact, I warned the referee prior to the match inside the locker room that the guy yeah likes to use his head. So we anticipated a lot of head and head heads, butts, and him coming in with his head first. But uh, we didn't expect him to be as dirty as he was. Yeah, he was very dirty during that fight. Right. Was it? Was it, Did Shakur have a mindset? You saw Shakur throw a little jab on the break. Right. That well, upset? he was upset. He wanted to hit the guy so bad. He said at the end that uh, he just had to restrain himself. But he was really upset. During the fight, uh, most of us saw the whole entire fight, and I can't remember the guy whether he landed a punch upstairs on Shakur or not. I I really can't remember a clean punch that was landed on Mm -hmm. Shakur. During that fight, Shakur landed a lot of a lot of punches, and it looked he he looked like a real professional out there. Mm -hmm. What was the game plan going into the fight? Well, the game plan was, you know, for him to go ahead, use his quickness, you know, take everything that the guy gave him. But basically, it was to go out there and take each round one at a time, you know, use his good defense, you know, basically box. We were looking at, you know, being that he's, uh, he just came out Olympic, we looking to score, the, you know, our points, you know, get ahead. So our whole game plan was to win each round one at a time. Do you do you think the uh, Olympic trial with Shakur going in there fighting was the Olympics? Did he fight with headgear or without headgear? He fought without headgear. Do you think that played a major role in being ready and fighting without headgear? Because some I hear a lot of fighters saying it's a difference with headgear and without headgear. Was, was well, there you any know. Concern? Shakur had said that to me, and, you know, like uh, I think the first time that he fought the kid, Ruben Villa, and uh, uh, the Golden Gloves, you know, they wear headgear, you know. And uh, I wasn't there that fight, but, you know, they said it was a close fight. But pertaining to with being him fighting without headgear, you know, everybody would tell him, you know, it was, a, you know, Shakur, man. It's different without headgear. It's different without headgear. It was they were right. And I said, told simply told Shakur, I said, Shakur, the headgear big. They can't hit you without headgear, so it's smaller now, so how can they hit you? So don't even right. worry about that. Right. <laughs> right. And, and, so, and yeah. the, keep going. Go ahead. So when it came down to the headgear, there was no more threat. Once he, uh, he said, Pop up, you ready. So he didn't fear. Besides, you know, Shakur is a very tough, you know I mean? You know, the working out that we do is to prepare them for what goes on inside the ring. Not for him to be able to hit and punch, but we prepare our body to take the punches, whether it be to the head, the body, or whatever. After the fight, what was the reaction after the fight? Because, like I said, during the fight, 
he looked at like a real professional in the ring. Like he had a lot of experience. And that goes with the uh, experience of him being so young, being in the gym with you from the age. Uh, most people say five, but I believe it was before that, since the age of five, before the age of five. So, and him learning boxing since he basically was born watching boxing. What was the experience and the feeling after the fight, after that win? Well, the biggest feeling and that really he was really elated about is how the crowd accepted him. I mean, they really mobbed him, man. We had to get security to escort him for people wanting autographs, wanting to sign gloves, T-shirts. You know, hey, the, the fans out there really loved him, and hey, that was one of the best things about the fight. Well, here we from, come from the East Coast, and you have a whole arena full of people from the West Coast rooting for you to win. That's, I think, was the most elating thing to him. I mean, he was really excited about that. And, and let, let's talk about a little bit of the reaction from, like, I go in a lot of boxing forums and, and things like that, and I see a lot of reactions that people have about the fight, about Shakur fighting style, about everything. Mm-hmm. Most people say Shakur is very talented, got all his skills to be the the next big thing in boxing. But a lot of people said during the fight with Shakur, they questioned Shakur puncher power. Is there any concern mm-hmm. about Shakur puncher power or anything like that? No. I have no concerns about his puncher power. But anybody that really knows him, that you see it's a reason why a lot of people don't hit him with a lot of punches or throw a lot of punches back because they're still recuperating from the punches they're getting hit with. You understand? <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah. you know, as soon as he lands one pinpoint on the chin, we're going to see what's going to happen. You know, because uh, in his amateur career, he's had a lot of stops, a great many of stops. So they can question all they want, but they won't know until they feel it for themselves. So as, right after that fight, uh, April 22nd, less than a month later, Shakur is stepping into the ring again at Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden, May 20th. And is there any uh, word of his opponent yet or anything? No, we're still trying to find somebody out there that wants to take the fight, you know. A lot of people with a lot of points in their careers, you know, don't want to jeopardize their career with a loss or whatnot. So it's very hard to match them. A lot of people with not the experience that he has don't want to fight him as well. But we're sure that we'll find a genuine bona fide opponent that's going to test them again. What about uh, preparation for a fight and not knowing your opponent, not really being able to see the opponent's style? Is it, like, difficult to train? Or, or, I mean, is it easier to train with knowing the opponent than without knowing your opponent? Well, it's, I would prefer, you know, we not know the opponent because that way we have to prepare, prepare for anything and everything, is which we do at all costs anyway. But sometimes knowing your opponent can give you advantage by knowing his weaknesses and things that he has, the mistakes that he makes and capitalizing off those. And that reference, it can help you, but only thing can help you inside the ring as you're making your adjustments inside the ring and being able to react to what goes on in the ring at the time. So you can't really plan for anything, but you have to have to plan for everything. And how, how is it? Does, does you, you, What you said was real important. 
making them adjustments inside the ring. I mean, how 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 do Shakur like his mindset and making adjustments? How great is he? And as of right now, early in his career, to making them adjustments. Well, the adjustments, you know, goes in according to what the opponent does to you. But you can see in many facets, Shakur is able to do a lot of things and never really stands in front of his opponent. He works from a lot of angles, throws a lot of quick punches, and had to have a has a great jab. So when we get into the ring. We don't look to make many adjustments for our opponents. We want to make sure that our opponents have to make adjustments for what we do. And what we do, as long as we're doing what we do, we think we can count on whatever they try to do in reference to the adjustments that we make from what they're trying to do to us. Is there any, like, blueprint that you that uh, you and the rest of the team have for Shakur being that he's fighting two fights in less than 30 days? I mean, how many fights are is y'all willing to let him take this year alone? Well, you if you know the if you know, and you realize, you know, most of the big tournaments. You say if you go to an average world tournament, okay, you may have maybe from sixty to a hundred people in your bracket, you know, and uh, you have to fight every day, you know. So and Shakur been fighting in national tournaments since he was 10 years old. And a lot of those tournaments he would have to fight from three to four to five times per per week, you know. So and that's every day. So now him fighting maybe once a month, you know, after fighting every day for maybe like 10, 12 years, you know, hey, you do the math. I mean, hey. There's nothing. <laughs> right. So, it's just uh, like, you know, you notice that um, a lot of amateurs came out of amateur for fighting four four round fights, and they quite fight quite a few. If you notice, Shakur had the opportunity in the WSB to fight five round fights without headgear. So him coming out fighting six rounds was only adding one more round, which would be the same thing coming from the amateurs instead of fighting three rounds, fighting four. Exactly right. Right, and most most fighters when they come out, I mean, they don't go six rounds, right? On their debut, and he right. he actually went six rounds, and they was able to stop the fight in, in five rounds, which is really the same thing he was fighting before. So that, right. was, that was a good, thing, which I'm sure he wanted to go to six rounds and finish the show right. and on a great performance. You know, exactly. After the fight, he thought the crowd was booing him, mm. which in fact. They was bowing the stoppage because, like I said, when I was watching the fight, he looked really mm-hmm. sharp. He looked like a professional. He looked right. really good in the ring. So I'm sure he wanted to finish that show. Was he upset about the stoppage? Or No. Once he seen the crowd's reaction, once he stepped outside of the ring and how the people acted towards him, he realized that they weren't bowing him. And, uh, the people in California and the uh, Pub Arena really treated them very well. I mean, they, but, they uh, really treated them well. Hey, let, let, let me change and talk about the uh, the effect that Shakur, you, or y'all are having on the city of North, and with so much, many people in y'all corner rooting y'all on and representing the city of North. 
What is y'all feeling about? Uh, do y'all grasp the impact that y'all have on the city right now? Well, you know, to be honest with you, you know, we haven't really thought about the impact that we have on the city. What we more think about is what the impact that the city has on us, which gives us our inspiration and gives us, you know, the mindset to go out there to continue to do what we do because we hope that, you know, through our efforts, we go to convince a lot of the people in Newark that they can achieve just anything that they want, just as we did. At first it started as a dream for Shakur and myself, and then it became a reality. Each time we went out, we got closer and closer to that dream. And once it had happened, we knew that anybody can do it. I mean, all it takes is the will and desire to want it to see and the courage, no matter what happens, to guarantee that you do succeed. Ben, do do y'all when y'all are out, when y'all away? Because right now y'all 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 on the road a, a lot and doing a lot of things around the country. Mm-hmm. Do y'all still feel the love from the city, and do do y'all see a lot of love from the city of North? Well, you know, lately we've seen a lot of love from our my love city, but you know, myself and Shakur, we've been in this battle and doing this for a lot of years. And, you know, we didn't do it just to prove anything to the city or for the city. we done it for the effort of ourselves and the people that were involved with us. So now, you know, that we are, if we're getting recognized for our efforts, you know, we'll embrace it and, you know, we'll take it and go to stride. But we've been doing this for a lot of years. And, you know, I've seen that it impacted a lot of people. A lot of people are getting inspired to boxing and giving more volunteer and more time towards the sport. And that aspect, yes, I see that and realize the impact of that. But like I said, I've been doing this for over 40 years, and, you know, I've been bringing the same level of, uh, of fighters here, you know, and the same for, for years now, and, you know, Shakur is just one one that's been very special who just so happened everything <laughs> has been going going is not as his way has been towards his dream and you know other than that the impact of the dream itself and helping that others are inspired and can live their dreams that's my real reality and that's what I hope because I truly believe that one of us is not better than all of us so we hey, all you- make it we have many Shakurs, then the job would be getting close to being done, but we're nowhere near there yet. Shakur and his personality, uh, following and being seeing everything that goes on with his personality, he he had uh, he got Andre Ward, Jay Prince, you, mm-hmm. Coach Bay. Mm-hmm. He got uh, recently a couple months ago they Drake posted a picture of him and you mm-hmm. being around. All that and meeting all them celebrities. How mm-hmm. is they success rubbing off on Shakur and them being around wanting the best for Shakur? How is it rubbing enough, rubbing off on Shakur? How is he handling everything? Well, you know, it astonished me about his maturity and his maturization towards him growing in the sport. But he's handling it very well. I mean. He's been very articulated and articulate about, you know, the conversations that he's been having with all the interviewers. And I think that him personally, 
he's been representing the city of Newark very well, and he's taking it very graciously. He's not getting big-headed, you know. He stops from all little kids and anybody wants an autograph or whatever, you know. We Even if it takes us being a little late getting here, he makes sure that he recognizes the youth because he used to be one of them. And he know how important it is to have inspiration coming from any and everywhere. So he's very motivated. Man, and knowing and you you being in this corner and everything and that 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 bond and that love, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's a great thing to see uh, the the dream from that young to where it is now and everything coming true and everything coming full circle at, at yeah. this point in time. I mean, it's just amazing to be able to witness that. And for a lot yeah. of people who don't know Shakur and and actually know that he put in the work, I mean, you you could attest to the point where Shakur being very little, being the last one up in the house, and all you hearing is him shadow boxing and itch, itch, itch all night long to the Part point time. where yeah. I remember one time you said uh, the, how you would know that Shakur is asleep. When you no longer hear the itch, itch, itch going on. I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's been like that, man. It's been like that. I mean, literally. It's more, well, no, don't let, let me let me make this statement and, you know, let it be known that it takes hard work to accomplish the things that an athlete on Shakur's uh, status, when they go to the gym or to the baseball field or football field at a very young age, and they become one of the special players in their sport, I want you to know it takes a lot of hard work, a lot of hard dedication and perseverance to do that. And Shakur has literally put his work in, man, from the age of five years old up to 19 years old where he is is now. He's literally done the work. I mean, ran the hills, done some of every kind of exercise that there is. And not only once per day, he would go and do it three times a day. So he's worked. I mean, he earned everything that he got. It's not, a lot of things haven't been given him. He went through all the hardships of all of any other kid that's been in the sport, learning how to win, learning how to make himself better, putting up with untolerable losses, losses that shouldn't have been losses, and, Everything you can name in the sport, he's been through it. So uh, what I would like to say to everyone out there, man, don't let things go inside or go on within amateur boxing deter you from becoming or living your dream because those experiences that you're going to experience in amateur boxing are going to serve you in your endeavors into professional boxing. You'll realize how much and how how dedicate how dedicated you can become and good you become through amateur boxing. I mean, we owe a lot to amateur boxing. We got most of our experience, and most of all, what it has done us, for us is given us the opportunity to see all styles. We fought against styles in Philadelphia, Baltimore, Maryland, Texas, California, Detroit. We fought against all the styles in the United States, and then when we got a chance to compete in international competition, we began to see the Russian styles from Georgia, uh, the styles from Kazakhstan, Ubakistan, Tajikistan, uh, Ukraine, Italy, Bulgaria, Mexico, 
Puerto Rico. So gaining all that experience, I think, is really what made Shakur the season fighter that he is now, why he looks so professional because, you know, a lot of things that he's done, he always trained around older people when he was younger. So, you know, he would do a lot of things that the older professional people would do. So it's not astonishing to me that he's able to do the things now that he does in the ring because he works so hard to establish those things that he do though in the ring now. Does Hey, I, I gotta say you 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 one hundred percent right for the people that just on the outside looking in and they see him on T V, they see him during the Olympics and, and it was a lot of hard work to get mm-hmm. where he is right now. Like like I just stated, it was really no days off, whether it was shadow boxing, going to the gym, whether no matter what it was, it was really Every day he he worked to get where he at, and I think that was an honor to be able to witness a young man at that age and work every day to get where mm-hmm. he at. And anybody that witnessed it, only thing you could say is really he really earned it to be where he right. is right now. Really right. earned it. it. wasn't It wasn't nothing handed to him. It wasn't nothing no. nothing laid out for him. He really worked to the point that many people don't even know the story about. Uh, uh, was it the first Olympics when he wasn't supposed to go, or he was the last person on the team? He was the all. He was the alternate. No, he was the alternate. He was the second runner-up. Yeah, yeah, he won. Yeah. But the the most astonishing story. Okay, that was uh when he first won his first uh tournament in Russia, and uh, yeah. okay, now the most astonishing thing he fought. And Ukraine in the Youth World Championships, I don't know how it happened. He didn't tell me till he was changing shoe, but he had a toenail hanging off his toe. His toe was black and blue and purple and whatnot. He had one by bad foot and never complained about anything. Never said nothing. Didn't I didn't find out that we was fighting for the championship. When I saw his to put and putting it on. Papa, don't worry about it. I'm going to be okay. Nothing's going to stop me from winning this year. Okay. I, I I think that story within itself is a great story because I can certain lessons that you installed in Shakur, like the lesson of one pain or paralyze your whole body and stuff right. like that. And when you got that will to win, and when you come up with them things installed in you, it, it's a different. It's just a different level of competition. Right. It's a different level of willing to get in there. And go through whatever mm-hmm. to come out on top and that win. Yes, and, and things like that can't be taught. You yeah. have to come up with that. And that's what makes him so special to me about yes. the personality that he has mixed with that competitive spirit and them lessons mm-hmm. that was installed in him to the point where he right. lose. He really feels like he can't be beaten. And, and right. I, I mean, it's just amazing to watch him at, at the level he is now. Uh, we got a yeah. we got two other callers on the line. Got nine zero eight three four two. Let's take that caller right quick. Uh, caller, you on the line nine zero eight. Yeah, how are you doing? All right. All right. Hi, right, Mr. Moses. How y'all doing? I, I congratulate y'all. Thank you. Thank you. All right, this this uh this Daryl, this Ralph. I'm from New Community. I, and uh, you might remember me, Mr. Moses. Okay. I, uh, 
And, and I want to tell Shakur, you know what I mean, keep his head up, man, because that's all them guys going to do. They're going to be jealous of his, you know, his hard work and his dedication and his skill, okay. man. And they ain't, ain't playing fair, man, even though he an honest guy. So like right. like you said, his best lesson was to know that these jokers ain't really, you know what I mean, trying to right. see you get right. that far. So that's the best thing right. I wanted to, to relate to him, that he, he kept his composure and also... Right. Uh, and, and, and did it professionally, even though he was faced mm-hmm. with adversity. So that's the best lesson I'm gonna teach my kids through that. Right, right, right. Hey, and I want to thank you, man. Hey, appreciate that. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna come out and support y'all as much as possible. Appreciate that, man. Yes, we yeah, wish you the best too, man. Madison Square Garden. So anybody looking to come out, we don't know about the situation yet, but May twentieth, New York, Madison Square Garden. If you want to come out, yeah, come out. The ticket. All right. I'm with mine and Shakur. Cause shout out Rob Picasso, baby, when get a chance. That'll be a blessing, man. All right, thank y'all. All right. All right. Oh, uh, did uh? Hello. 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 Got somebody on the line right now. Uh, also, Hello. And we also got uh, what we uh got another call on the line, and also with the city of North, the the foundation trying to start a new foundation on behalf of uh Wale and Robin, a new foundation for the youth that is bigger than boxing, is bigger. It's also about giving back, and we want uh Robin right now to talk about that new foundation that y'all got trying to get going right now, and if you don't mind. No problem. Okay, we're trying to start the um, Willie Moses Foundation. The Willie Moses Foundation is um, going to focus on youth um, who want to go to college. Um, our main focus would be um, young people in the boxing community in the inner city that wants to go to college. We also want to support other youth that want to go to college that not necessarily are in the boxing community. That's how, um, that's our focus is to get more youth to be committed to education um, as a means of being successful um, in their lives. We hope to get that up and going in the next couple of months. Um, One of the um, events we will be hosting um, will be a boxing tournament, and that should be yearly. That will be one of our fundraisers. We want to offer scholarships to young people who want to go to college from the inner city. And then, guys, phones. They just somebody phones. We got uh, the Willie Moses Foundation. Now, would that be based in? North is that it's for all in New Jersey or is it nation nationwide? Uh, well, it's going to be based in the city of Newark right now because that's where we're from, and that would be our main focus. Focus is the youth in the city of Newark. Uh, 
but that does not mean that we will not support other youth because if they're in the boxing community, we will also support them, young people that have been in the boxing community and they're moving on to college life. And can, uh, can I ask, any, any one of y'all can answer the question, being that so much has been thrown thrown on Shakur, a lot of success, he haven't even reached the highest plateau that he could reach as of yet. Uh, what is the focus for you guys that's around him to also not to forget that you, like how important is it not to forget that you come from the city of Newark and he gives back to you all? I think it's very important for anybody that comes from any city um, not to forget where they come from because it's because of that city and their experiences there that make them who they are, you know. And those people in those communities are the people that normally support them, you know. It's important to always go back and give back. Um, to your own community is very important so that the youth there, especially the youth, know that anything is possible. The sky is not the limit. You know, you can reach beyond that, however far you want to reach, but it's going to take work, dedication, and to be focused. You know, you got to let them know that anything is possible. They have to want it. You have to want it. Like, nobody's going to hand it to you. You got to work for it. And you can't give up. True, right, right. Now, with this whole uh, foundation, if people have questions about it or want to help donate to it, how do they contact you to do that? Um, we haven't got it together yet. We will start getting it together soon. Once we get it together and um, actually get it going, then we'll probably get the information out by posting it to let people know. And well, if they want to contribute, way, say, let me cut you off. One way I can say is people out there that's listening and if the organization is in the process of being formed right now, uh, if you do want to have any concerns or questions about it right now, you can also just give out your email address and they can email you at that address uh, if they just want to get things going, want to hear about it a little more. Or if you want to, okay. or if you got uh, interest in helping out the foundation in the future, you can also just give out your email address so they can contact you now, and we could uh, set everything else up later. But for right now, if you want to give them your email address to contact you, okay. Um, we one email address is um, r robin r o b y n moses m o s e s at yahoo.com. And we'll right. definitely answer any questions anyone has. And and if you don't remember it uh, while this podcast is going on, you can also hit up pamtv.com and you can send us an email. We will deliver it over to uh, to the Willie Moses Foundation, to Robin or Wally, and we'll deliver it over. So you, it's ways you can contact us. And if you're interested right now, you can contact us and we'll deliver it over or we'll put you in direct contact with them. So whatever your interest is, you can help out or whatever. I have another Definitely. question for Mr. Because we talked yeah. about Shakur a lot. I just wanted to know what your motivation was when, since you're, you know, doing the training and everything. What's your motivation? Mm-hmm. Like what motivates you? Well, to be honest, well, I started as a trainer. 
at 14 years old. I received my black belt at 13, and I've been into combat sports for, like I said, over 40 years. And my motivation to help my community came with one of my fourth grade, one of my fourth grade teachers, who started me boxing and also became my my boxing trainer. And uh, what he did for me when we were youth, you know, he happened to be my fourth grade teacher. He was also a high school football coach, and he would come get us, take us to the football games that he coached, the teams that he coached, which happened to be Central High School. And uh, what he did for us, like, took us off the streets and showed us another side. And ever since then, one day, well, excuse me, let me say one day prior to that, he brought in some photos of him and Floyd Patterson and Bobby Foster and Muhammad Ali. And uh, we didn't know that he was a boxer at one time. And, you know, that's how I was in. He came in to do some boxing. He came to one of my martial arts fights saw me fight, and then took me back to the gym and taught me how to box. And everything else is history. So I try to be uh, as much an example as he was to me for everybody else. This is my way of giving back, and I truly believe that we all don't make it till we all make it. One of us is not better than all of us, and that's been my motivation through my my career. I mean, just as much success that I have, I wish my brothers and my sisters had the same success because it wouldn't truly be great without them. And and that's exactly right. And for most people that don't know Brown uh, Wally, basically, boxing wasn't just your first, uh, like, your first, whatever, of teaching children. You also taught children in the neighborhood uh, baseball, boxing, and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of kids. Do, and and yeah. it's not just so – it's hundreds and hundreds of kids, literally, that since I can remember since I was young, a little boy yeah. that was dealing with different kids, and it's by the hundreds. It could be even in the thousands. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That we grew up. We grew up in new community. And when I was young, that's where uh, – my mother and father raised me at was in the community. And since I was there, since I can remember the first day there, it was boxing, and then it was baseball, then it was basketball. And it, it, it was really, it could be thousands of kids, and everyone in the community looked at you as a father figure or, or so forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, you know, well, you know I guess. That may have been my calling. I don't know, but I've just had the opportunity, you know, to have success with kids and a lot of programs, man, and been really blessed by them winning. And you know, and it was I attribute everything not only to the, not to me, but to the success of the kids that I've been involved with, you know, and that's big and has been the biggest thing for me inspiring and helping somebody become what they want to become. I hey, I couldn't save everybody, but I tried, you know, and uh, I took a lot of pride in trying, in trying to help everyone else. And uh, I think that, you know, I've had my success, you know, because of my efforts helping everyone else. And, you know, it's just something that I, you know, 
was embedded in me from an early age, man. You know, I love my brothers and my sisters. I love my people. I love the human race. And um, it's just for who I am. And, you know, as long as I have the will and the effort, man, I wouldn't like to, I wouldn't want to see anybody struggle. So anything that I can do to help is what I've done. And so it was most of the time a lot of the people, most of the people needed help with their children and their kids. And so this is what I did. A lot of people didn't have babysitters. So, you know, anybody that wanted the box or wanted to play baseball, football, okay, I had made time available for them. I ran a, a all-year-round. Baseball camp was started in January. We went all the way up into uh, the baseball season. <laughs> we played all the way much as we could. We played in the fall and and the spring, and then right back into the gym in January. So, you know, winning to me wasn't everything. It was the only thing. And teaching them kids to be successful was the only thing I knew how to do. And all that came through was dedication and hard work. And that's the only thing that I can really totally attribute the success that I had as a coach and a trainer. I I could tell you a story right quick. Uh, it was April twenty second, the morning of Shakur fight, and I uh-huh. went up there, York, and I went through the neighborhood. I saw a couple of people. I saw a bird. Do you remember bird? Yeah, yeah. I saw a bird and I saw a rod. When I saw a bird. Bird was saying the story. He was like, man, all this time, man, Wally used to tell me get my sons in the gym, this, that, and third. I was probably, I never yeah. I never knew why I do the boxing thing, but I should have listened. Rob was telling me, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, he, he trained everybody. He had hundreds of kids, but the, the point that he made something that hit very hard, he was like the only thing was the core was the only one that listened, that kept with it and listened all the way through. So, I mean, it's everybody in the community always got this story. Wali was trying to get my kid. Wali had us. Or Wali, it, it, the story goes through everybody, everybody yeah. in the community. So, I mean, that 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 was special to just to hear them people say that at that point in time. Well, you know, it was it was really hard for me knowing the kids when they're young. And, and growing up and uh, not seeing them have the opportunity to live their life throughout. You know, I'm, so many kids that I've seen never made it to adulthood. So I was actually committed to trying to save the kids from the street. And uh, honestly, I think it was through those efforts is the only reason that I may have been blessed. I mean, you know, to me, I was doing what I normally do. Because I came up training three to five times a day on my own to be the athlete that I was. And uh, that's what I'd encourage the, the, the athletes to do rather than be on the street. And, you know, those that stuck with it had a lot of success in the sport and uh, came out to live productive lives. Some didn't. <laughs> but not saying that they weren't productive at what they done, but... Uh, no, coin flips both ways. Some are successful and some are not. And uh, you know the term, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And all I wanted to say is I go down and down as one that tried, never gave up on them. <laughs> 
That was it. I think that was it. And I think that they saying that time after time they would be hiding from me because they didn't want to go to practice or didn't want to go do this here. I would still come for them. So I think they seen that it was a genuine effort that I made to them to try to stop them from being in the streets. And I think that's why maybe they look up to me so much. And a lot of people, if you uh, if you don't know, uh, you're still training in a training fighters in the city of North. Yes. And yes, when when are you training that right now? Well, I'm training them at at Boiling Recreation in 916 South Orange Avenue, and the Gatlin, Chris Gatlin Recreation Center, 285 Union Avenue, Irvington. So everyone that's in the city of North, uh, uh, surrounding cities, if you trying to get your child in a boxing, you you have the opportunity to take them up to the Boylan Center on South Orange Ave or the uh, Chris Gatlin Center. And where is that located? Two eighty five Union Avenue, Irvington. In Irvington, and get your kids in the boxing because you know a lot of people say there's not a lot of programs out here for these kids to do after school, and boxing is a great program and it teaches it teaches the kids discipline and and you know it, i mean right now our kids need that in the city of north so if you in the surrounding cities or, or in the city of north there go two places right there you can take your child not only um discipline i just want to interject not only discipline you know not getting off the subject but with so many killings in places like Newark, not just Newark, it also teaches camaraderie among young men and women, you know, to be a a team, to have a friendship. And not mm-hmm. only that, they get to travel around the world, and they get to meet ple- people from other places, you and know, who are not living yeah, the way that we're living in the city of Newark. So that's the uh, most important thing, that you get to make friends in other places and see how other people is living, you know. And maybe they won't be involved in the streets when they learn that, you know. And they also learn how to defend themselves, you know, if they have to find themselves in that type of situation. But it's important to teach them that they don't have to be in those situations, that it's a choice that you're making a choice. And I, I think what you said is very important because I tell people all the time, growing up in the city of Newark, uh, until I, even me, until I even left, a lot of things that I didn't know existed really existed. Like, the, I, like really, when you grow up in that type of environment, you become, it become normal of some of the things you do. And it's not until you leave it that you see it. it's not normal, that people everywhere is not doing what you're doing. So I think that's real important. So, they can get a chance to travel and see how other people are living, and everybody is not mad walking around, or it's not drug activity everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's people out in this world that do want to see you succeed and, and things like that, and you get a chance to get yourself around them type of people to put yourself in a better situation. Mm-hmm. So I think that is great. Yes, definitely. So, so before we go, not to get off the topic of boxing. Ms. Robin, you have other organizations and foundations that you do too, right? Um, I don't have other ones yet, but I have some that I want to do. You know, it's it's coming. It's in the making. We haven't gotten there yet, but we're definitely going to do some other things. Okay. I 
just thought you were another one that you were working on in the midst of doing that one. Not yet. But uh I just wanna thank y'all. I wanna thank y'all both of y'all for calling and uh everything like that. I appreciate everything. Everybody please look into the the Willie Moses Foundation is up coming so all the investors, sponsors, if you wanna get involved in the town, uh you can contact the Robin Moses at Yahoo.com. At Yahoo.com. Robin Moses at Yahoo.com. If you can't remember that, you can always hit up Fan TV, and uh, we will deliver the messages, the emails, or whatever. They deliver your contact information. So if you want to get involved, get involved now. You don't have to wait. You can get involved now and start setting things up for that right there. And that's a wonderful organization and foundation that's fitting the youth in the college so they can further things like organization. I just want to thank y'all for calling us. Mm-hmm. I wish y'all had a success. Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to continue you. to support him, especially here at Fan TV. We all should go see what the team should go. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So thank you. Good night. Thank you.